Let's go to the listening lunch, the audio clips you need to hear for your lunchtime here on this Tuesday on Ken Levick Alive with Theo Dorsey. Again, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see him on TV. I just talk. Let's start with the Heat. The Heat win again last night. The Heat have only had a handful of games with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo together. Bam back last night after his thumb injury. The Heat win. They are tied with the Bulls for the top spot in the Eastern Conference, and they've been a college team. Yeah. Struess. A G League team. A G League team. Yeah, when you've got Struess and Guy. Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. Omer. Yeah, These are the guys. These are the guys who have driven... The Heat to the top seed. Jimmy Butler last night after the game asked about how this team has stayed together and how they've been able to surge. Jimmy, what were those conversations when you would have games with you and Bam out? The perspective that you guys got watching your teammates kind of flourish without you guys. What were those conversations like between both of you guys? Because you are leaders of this team and very important to, I guess, the long-term future for them. I mean... The conversation between me and Bam was, damn, we can't wait to get back. Seems like whenever I would text one of my teammates, they would always say something along the lines of, we don't need you, we're winning without you, stuff like that. Especially Dwayne. He's um, he's an honest guy. But these guys are, are so confident. You know, that next man up mentality. But like I said, we got guys that can hoop, that can go. I mean... That about sums it up. Yeah. We got guys who can go. And I don't know how the Heat are doing this, but I do know that the coach of the year race is over. Should be. It's over. I mean, there there is not a single thing any other coach in the NBA can do for the rest of the season that will usurp what Eric Spolstra has done with this group, with this team. I mean, they damn well may go to the All-Star break as the top seed in the East with no All-Stars. It's looking likely. Think about that. It's incredible. The Bulls, who are free-falling right now. Yeah, Zach Levine's been out, so give him that. Yeah. It's not looking good. And then there's the Heat. It's It's incredible. It's really, truly incredible, and it's a testament to Eric Spolstra. It's a testament to the front office. It's a testament to the style of play, and they've just got dudes, and they're only going to get healthier. They're the title favorite, I think. I think in the East, they have to be at least considered with the Bucks, alongside the Bucks, as the favorites to come out of the East. Right now, KD's out with the MCL for the mm-hmm. Nets. He's going to be out for like a month. Kyrie's only playing away games in that weird thing that's going on in Brooklyn. And then we have the, uh, the, the, the Bulls, who are good. They have a lot of good players. But they're but, not top seed good. Yeah, they're not. If the Bulls and the Heat get into a playoff series, I feel very comfortable with the coaching and the roster on the Heat side. To me, it's much more believable that the shorthanded Heat are a potential top seed in the East based on the spectrum of this season than the Bulls are a top seed with their full roster. Yeah. Bulls sure. are a good story, but they're not the best team in the East, even full strength. Speaking of KD, brings us to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, this has been a topic of conversation, obviously, since the preseason, but his vaccine status. And so now with KD out with the MCL for quite some time, it's going to have a big effect on the next season, and Kyrie can only play road games because of the New York laws about mandated vaccines. Kyrie asked about it last night, and Kyrie, well, 
stay in Kyrie. See, that's that's what I feel like uh, ends up coming into uh, a lot of this culture of basketball and, and sports and entertainment is you bring in the team and you bring in situations that we're in and Kev, Kev's going to heal. Kev's going to be okay. You know, and we're going to have to deal with that as his teammates. But in terms of where I am with my life outside of this, I, I stay rooted in, in my decision. And that's just what it is. Do you think there's anything to sway your decision? What do you mean? To get this job. Why, why do you keep asking me that? Because that's what everybody wants to know. Who's everybody? Uh, there are millions of basketball fans out there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so we want to know if you're going to take a high school to play at home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Basketball fans. They're like they're they're basketball fans. They're yeah, but this is like that's what I'm saying. You're bringing like my vaccination status into a basketball game, and it's like I live my like majority of the time when I'm away from this. So when I say I'm not getting vaccinated and I'm making a choice with my life, somehow it gets. Yeah. So he's not coming off of the vaccine status. He's not. And here's the thing, Kyrie is a lot of things. He is the master of word salad. Yeah, I, I can't stand that. Yeah, he he says a lot of big words, and so he's he's a perfect example of someone who thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. We okay? call him fake deep. Yeah, you fake deep. He is fake deep. Yeah. Absolutely, he comes from the Emmanuel Acho school oh, of thoughts. Goodness. Fake deep. Okay, uh, he is ignorant. Okay, he's he just is. Yeah, uh, he is uh, a, a a bit unintelligent. He is a conspiracy theorist. That he is. But also, he's right when he says, I had all that time to think about it, and I still haven't gotten the shot. No, I'm not getting the vaccine. Here is my plea, my plea to New York media and to NBA media. Let Kyrie be stubborn and ignorant and a conspiracy theorist and hurt that franchise and hurt that team. It's become clear that the teams are able to tolerate it. It's become clear that even though he's doing KD a massive disservice, KD's going to just ride with it. Stop asking Kyrie about the vaccine Please status. Please stop asking him. Yeah. Just stop because he's going to give you the same just mumbly nonsense that he always does. He's not going to enlighten anybody. And he's also, you're not going to change his mind. So let him do his thing. Let him be ignorant. Let him be selfish. And it's time to move on from it. He's got to stop being asked about this stuff. Yeah, and I think they feel, you know, they're picking up their sword and they're trying to feel that, like, oh, the fans are asking about it on That's Twitter. That's total we have to, media arrogance. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't. We know what Kyrie's going to say. We know he's going to say it in 30 words when he could have said it in five. Yeah. And yeah. we can do without it, for sure. It, it, no, one, no one's going to say something where Kyrie is suddenly going to, to think to himself, my God, you're right. Yeah. What about grandma? Like, have that's you, not going to happen. Have you ever tried to convince a conspiracy theorist of anything? Like, yeah. you, you could look up in the sky. The, the sky is blue right now, and right? And he's going to fight it. Yeah, he's going to fight He's going to say, well, the light spectrum that comes yeah. through the atmosphere and the particles hit the sunlight, that actually is a bluish color. No, right. Kyrie, it's blue. It's a blue sky. And I'm not and I'm not wasting my time, words, or breath yeah. on somebody who's going No, live your life again. It, it is yeah. his life. He's right. He has to be a person before he's a basketball player. And we'll see player, him play in Phoenix. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, he's he's making a personal decision. So fine. 
I, I am personally past the point now, this is going to sound bad, but I'm past the point of really caring what other people are doing with this. Yeah. If they want to put themselves in danger, go for it. Because I know I'm taking care of me. Yeah. That's yeah. all you can do because yeah. you can't put the shot in his arm. Yeah. You can't. Right. So I'm done caring about where Kyrie is with this because he obviously doesn't give a damn about Katie. Yeah. He says he enjoys the Nets. He doesn't give a damn about the Nets. No. And this is super selfish. Taking eight seconds to get two shots. And he can do it. So that's fine. But stop asking him about it. Yeah. Stop. Because I don't want to hear him pontificating anymore <laughs> on it. I'm sure he's okay not getting the questions. But he's also the kind of guy that's going to be upset not getting the questions anymore. Because he thrives yeah. off of stuff like this. He loves it. Thrives off He wants it. Because he wants to be smarter than But him. he's going to fake like he doesn't like it. He's oh, gonna, yeah. Oh, why would you ask me that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's going to be pissed about for them asking, sure. but inside he's like, oh, I, I love this guy. Yep, 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 for <laughs> sure. Listening lunch here, Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3. Our last clip here coming from Get Up yesterday. Ryan Clark, he was beaming, shining, a beacon of happiness after seeing what the Bills did to the Patriots. The Bills didn't punt. They scored on every single possession in the cold. Oh. <gasps> But the Bills played indoors, or they practiced indoors earlier in the week. Mm. They're obviously frightened. (laughs) Nope. Here's Ryan Clark. Bro, the Bills are beating the Patriots for the sins of their ancestors. They are cutting the hell up. When it's your turn, it's your turn. RC, explain that tweet. Listen, the Buffalo Bills have been tired of the New England Patriots stuff for a hell of a long time, and they showed it this week. They were like, you know what? I don't care how bad we're beating you. We're not going to just run the ball. We're not going to kneel on it. We're going to throw bootlegs in the last parts of the fourth quarter. We're going to throw the football to left tackles and extra linemen, and we don't give a dang. We are going to beat the brakes off of you so bad you will forget your name. You will forget that Tom Brady ever played for this team. And the Buffalo Bills, I ain't mad at you. This ain't Little League. We run the score up when we can. Amen. I love it. And I think he's right. Because that was a message sender. The Bills lost a game where the Patriots threw three times earlier in the year. Then, last week, and we talked about it Thursday, we got into a discussion about Bart Scott recommending Viagra for Josh Allen so he had better circulation in his feet. (laughs) And no one has answered the question for me yet, how do you play football with the end result of a dose of Viagra, especially if you're wearing a cup? It's going to be tough. How did the dynamics work with that? I don't know how that works. You could try a tuck and run type thing. Yeah, it's gonna be apparently tough. it's going to be extremely <laughs> tough. Yeah, yeah. The other type of tuck and run. Uh, but the, the there were all of these, oh, the Patriots there, the Belichick's, he, he's, he's the one who's the, the mastermind. Even though the Bills are the objectively better team, the Bills absolutely tried to send a message, and they did. And it was glorious. And I, they definitely were running it up. Yeah. That is the official passing of the torch in this division. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I loved every second of it because it was just the epitome of petty. Oh, yeah. The touchdown throws, the, the, the big man touchdown, all of that. Like, the Bills did what they were supposed to do. A 30-point win, too. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be on Bill Belichick's resume going forward. A I 30 love point it. loss. Nine plays, 70 yards, touchdown for the Bills. Second possession, 10 plays, 80 yards, touchdown. Third possession, 10 plays, 81 yards, touchdown. Fourth possession, four plays, 89 yards, touchdown. Fifth possession, four plays, 27 yards, touchdown. <laughs> 11 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Nine plays, 77 yards, touchdown. Three plays, 39 yards, touchdown. I mean, they scored a touchdown in every possession. 
It's ridiculous. That's the first time that's ever happened. That's legitimate NFL history at the expense of Belichick and his son. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Makes me tingly and feel good. Oh, I love it. Speaking of, Josh Allen, and that concludes listening lunch. Josh Allen, I mean, that's an all-world game. That's a legendary type game. That's a we're building a statue for that dude outside of Orchard Park type of game. Josh Allen had a legacy defining a legacy defining performance against the Patriots. But you also had Matt Stafford win the first playoff game of his career last night, beating yeah. up on the Cardinals. You also had Joe Burrow winning the first playoff game of his career, but also the first Bengals playoff win since 1981. Yeah. Like, that's significant. Or 1991. I'm sorry. That would have been even more crazy. Oh, yeah, 91. You're right, because it's 31 Uh, years. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, he he has brought football back to the forefront in Cincinnati. It's wild. Of those three quarterbacks, who had the biggest win? If you're talking legacy, if you're talking career over the weekend, was it Burrow? Was it Stafford? Was it Allen? And for me, Josh Allen with that performance, because I think he made the leap last year. He was a little bit up and down this year. Josh Allen has firmly established himself now as a top-tier elite quarterback in this league. He is in the discussion of a Rodgers. He is in the discussion of a Brady. Josh Allen is a guy now. He is an elite-level quarterback, one of three, maybe four quarterbacks with Mahomes in this league that can have that E-word put in front of his name. Josh Allen, what he did was so significant. He had the most important weekend of the quarterbacks I just named, Allen, Stafford, or uh, Joe Burrow. I hear you on that, and and it sounds like the right argument, but I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. Only because Matthew Stafford, given the opponent, the Bills had the superior talent throughout the roster. They they were obviously favored, you know, at home, all of that, whatever. And Josh Allen had a historic game, so yes, of course. Matthew Stafford, though, especially the way that he had played and performed in these primetime games leading up to the postseason, a lot of people were ready to write that referendum on no, his I kept career. throwing it to the other team. That yeah. was a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was his thing. Like, I think what the, the stat was, they're 7-0 this year when he doesn't throw an interception, 6-5 and when he does. And it just so happened that most of those games were the primetime games where we all got to sit down and watch <laughs> Matthew Stafford literally throw games away. Mm-hmm. So, for Matthew Stafford, with it being we're now in the twilight more so of his career versus Josh Allen, who has a long career to go, as well as the Rams, who... Bet the whole house on Matthew Stafford, sending away picks, also bringing in Von Miller, also bringing in OBJ. Like, I think there was more pressure on Stafford to complete, uh, to perform and, and get the win. And no matter how that Rams-Cardinals game ended, if the Rams lost that game, we would be – everybody would find a way to blame Matt Stafford and not – maybe it happens because the defense got torched or whatever. Like, Matt Stafford would have been the, the lightning rod that would have gotten all the blame if the Rams lose that game. So I think Matt Stafford getting that win – a little more legacy to find. Three quarterbacks had milestone wins in the NFL playoffs this weekend. Josh Allen let a touchdown drive every single time he touched the ball. Wow. Joe Burrow won Cincinnati's first playoff game since 1991, and Matt Stafford won the first playoff game of his career. Who had the biggest win over the playoff weekend? Was it Allen? Was it Burrow? Was it Stafford? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Was it Burrow? Was it Stafford? Was it Allen who had the biggest win this weekend in the playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888 
760-3776. I say Allen. Theo says Stafford. We'll discuss when we come back. He is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3.